Hey everybody, Jeremy Markovich here. Two quick notes before we get going. First, this podcast has a new home. It's now part of the North Carolina Rabbit Hole, which you can find at ncrabbithole.com. There you can check out previous episodes of Away Message. You can find any new episodes that we're putting out. And if you like this podcast, I think, no guarantees, but I think you will like my weekly newsletter. It is about weird North Carolina stuff comes out every Thursday. It is free if you want it to be, and you can sign up at ncrabbithole.com. Second, this episode was produced during my time at Our State Magazine. Now, I happen to think that most of it still holds up, but some of the promo codes and websites that I mention may no longer work. Okay, here's the show. Almost every morning, I go for a run. Hold up, hold up. I walk out of my house, start this, start my watch, and a third of a mile later, I am out on the main road. Now, by main road, I mean it has white and yellow lines on it, two lanes, 45 mile an hour speed limit. I usually run through the grass, partly because of the cars and partly because the dog needs to take a dog break right about here. Girl, is it? Anyway, I run along this road for maybe 500 feet. Then I turn back down another street, back into the neighborhood, and keep going. Now, I have lived in this neighborhood in the tiny town of Oak Ridge, North Carolina, for about five years now. And for most of that time, I had no idea, no idea at all, that there was any significance to my 500-foot-long jog along that road. Until one day, when I just got a look at a trail map. And after that, a lot of things started to make sense. Because that road I run along every morning is actually part of the Mountains to Sea Trail. Okay, for example, a few times I remember seeing people in backpacks, like big backpacks, just walking down the side of the road. And I thought, huh, it's kind of weird. Wonder where they're going. But after I saw the map, I was like, oh, they're long distance hikers. Got it. That also explained the campsite over at the town park, the one that's hidden behind the maintenance shed. It also explained the local trails committee that was formed before there were any local trails. You get the idea. But the biggest thing, at least to me anyway, was that for years, I had been running along a section of the Mountains of Sea Trail almost every day and never even knew it. What I'm trying to say is, one, if you don't know that much about the Mountains to Sea Trail, that's okay. I didn't either. And two, if you do know a lot about the MST, I guarantee you, there is so much that you don't know. Okay, so the Mountains to Sea Trail, and this is kind of obvious, I guess, is a trail that runs from the mountains of North Carolina to the sea. It is nearly 1,200 miles long, and it winds through wilderness into small towns, skirts around big cities like Greensboro and Raleigh. Now, big chunks of it are trail, like, you know, a dirt 
footpath, but the MST also runs along sidewalks, on wooden boardwalks, along roadsides. On at least one section, you have to paddle down a river. It'll take you on about 100 miles worth of beach, and it includes at least two ferry rides. Parts of it are jagged and rocky. Other parts are flat and soggy. But the biggest thing about this path, this trail that runs from one side of North Carolina to the other, is that it's continuous. It is a curving 1,200-mile line that has the ability to connect you to a lot of different places. And behind those places are people, hikers, trail builders, trail angels, citizens of trail towns. All of those people and all of those places are connected by this path that's marked every so often by a small white circle nailed to a post or a tree or painted on concrete. Every time you see one, every time you walk or hike or jog or paddle, any bit of it, you are plugging into something bigger. And so now, when I go for a run in the morning, it's different. Because when I turn out onto that road, onto that segment of the MST, I wonder, what if I kept going? Where would I end up? What would I see? Who would I meet? How long would it take to walk across North Carolina? And what would I learn about this state? So last year, I set out on a quest to answer all of those questions, to really understand the Mountains to Sea Trail. And as I found out, the only way to understand it is to understand the kind of people who would hike the whole thing, all 1,175 miles of it. It's a plastic bag full of pizza. (laughs) This is a hiker life. Like I said, my standards aren't even that high. I haven't even done anything. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is 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 about right. How how old is that pizza? Just two days. Two Two days. It doesn't go bad. It's from Monday. We've done worse. (laughs) I found several people who were all about to set out on a trip across North Carolina. I don't want you to get lost, but if you did... You wouldn't, uh... I would hope you get found. I gave them recorders. One. Two. Three. <laughs> and met up with them as they made their way across the state. <laughs> Yesterday, my lovely wife was just having a hard time with the, with the a complete meltdown. <laughs> okay, okay, she was having a complete meltdown. Along the way, they collected their thoughts. And it is storming again. As they tried to hike, and pedal, and paddle their way from the Tennessee border. To the Atlantic Ocean. We're gonna make it. <laughs> just make it. We just have to make it. <laughs> and what I found. I'm a little anxious right now. Was a perspective that most of us never see. We're in our tent, and this animal is moving around us. We're not sure what it is. On a journey that few people have ever made. I can't believe I'm in North Carolina, to be honest. It's nothing that I knew that we had. I'm Jeremy Markovich with Our State Magazine, and this is Away Message, Season 4, a trip 
across North Carolina on the Mountains to Sea Trail. Okay, I guess this, this part counts. Yeah, here we go, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, it was a half mile in then. Well, I'm half mile tired. in, 1,200 to go. you so let's back up no, i got it all i just got this one thing here so to may 9th 2019 to the home of one of those hikers you just heard this is bones hey she's an old lady hi how old are you i should ask that no we don't know we um hey no that's not for you oh i'm so sorry that's not for you that is the sound of a dog trying to steal my big fuzzy microphone it looks like a fun toy I walk inside this bungalow and sit down at the kitchen table where there's a laptop open and then a clipboard with notes on it and then another stack of note cards next to that. Like, what, what, What's your system over here? What are, what are we looking at? Uh, to be honest, I'm not a very organized person in my personal life. So when it comes to like work, I just know I have to be overly organized to like stay on top of things. So I almost, I think I overcompensate a little bit. So you have a lot of tabs open on your computer is what you're saying. A lot of tabs. I am always guilty of, you know, double digit tabs for sure. A lot of those tabs are maps and online guides to the Mountains to Sea Trail. And then, what's this other one? And then this trail support document, which is like money. Let's go look at your gear here while we're... Yeah, so this may not be as exciting. Um, Upstairs on the bed, more stuff. So you're down to 18 pounds? So that's... Or 19 yeah, pounds. About, about 19 pounds. That's without any food or water. So I guess spread out across the bed are hats, gloves, athletic shirts, shorts, a baggie with toiletries, a sleeping bag. What am I missing here? I'm missing a base base layer bottom, so basically like the pants that I'm gonna sleep in. And some of my electronics, like my phone. No, this is this is a good portion of it. Yeah, I feel like I pack more for a trip to like, you know, the beach for three days. I absolutely do. This is yeah. this is again, this is new. And it's really like I mean, if I'm going somewhere, I'm bringing, you know, three bags that I don't need. But I've had enough army rucking experience to know that I just don't really like carrying super heavy weight. So um... at this point, I probably should introduce you to the person whose house we're in. Uh, I'm Aaron Brennan. Um, I'm technically unemployed right now. So <laughs> no, but I just got out of the army. I'm actually, I still technically am in the army. I'm on what they call the uh, terminal leave period. Right now we're in Southern Pines, North Carolina, which is where I live. Um, my husband and I will be staying here the next couple years while he you know, stays in the military. And um, yeah, was that all? That's pretty good. What exactly you're going to be up to for the next few months? What, what What is that? Yeah, so the broad idea of it is we're going to be on the Mountains to Sea Trail here in North Carolina. We're going to go from west to east, and we are going to hike, bike, and paddle. So we're going to hike. Um, I, don't, I don't know the exact mileage, but we'll hike essentially through a lot of the mountainous portion, and then we will bike um, kind of the middle portion of the trail, a lot of it which is on the roadways. And then when we get to the coast, we will hop in kayaks, and we will paddle through the the intercoastal waterways into the sound and hopefully end at Jockey's Ridge. Um, we don't know exactly how long it's going to take, but we're estimating anywhere from a month and a half to two months, you know, fingers crossed, no injuries or any major issues outside of just going. So. You know, in your mind right now, as you're sitting here a couple of days before you leave, you know, what's a day on the trail look like to you? 
Yeah. So I think my answer to that a week ago would have been different than it is today. So a week ago, I was thinking of it in a very idyllic sense. You know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to have a relaxing breakfast and some instant coffee, and I'm just going to walk, you know, as fast or as slow as I want. And it's going to just be a very nice time. And, you know, I've done enough research and reading that I know that that's not the case, but um, we looked at the weather and it's supposed to rain the first five days. So a typical day um, right now is, you know, kind of transitioning in my mind to it's just going to be hard. Does, does this feel sort of like a deployment? Um, it feels familiar. I wouldn't say it feels like a deployment. The deployments are so not like emotionally taxing. I mean, they really are, but um, it's just a bigger deal when you get up you know, you get ready to leave on a deployment because you're literally not going to be here for nine months. But it definitely feels very familiar. Like, you know, we call it a battle drill in the military. This definitely feels like a battle drill. Like, you know, a couple things I need to shore up. It doesn't have the stress factor that a deployment does because when I deploy, I know I'm going to be stressed out, you know, once I get there. I feel like once I get on this excursion, I'll be I'll be able to let it all go a little bit more and it'll be a little bit of a downturn for the stress. So What's your husband, Jeff, think about all this happening? It's funny. We, one of the things, you know, for me getting out of the military was, you know, oh, we'll get to spend more time together. And then I signed up for a two month hike away, you know, after we've already done deployments. So it's kind of ironic, but he couldn't be more su- supportive. Aaron has looked at so many maps, planned out so many stops and reviewed so many trail guides that she's very familiar with the MST. And when she went to go tell some of her friends what she was doing, A few of them said, okay, back up a second, though. The Mountains to Sea Trail? What's that? Literally, like, I tell people around here, and they're like, no, I never heard of it. And I'm like, oh, man, like, well, I'm about to tell you all about it. Every time we're hanging, like, my friends down the street, they're just like, yeah, it's crazy. We never heard of it. Now, I'm not here to judge, but I will say that Southern Pines is not really all that close to the trail. So, yeah, you could be forgiven about not really knowing about it. Also, the trail is pretty young as long-distance trails go. And so I wanted to know, how exactly did this trail start? Hello. Hello. Hey. So to get the answer, I called this guy. Uh, I'm Howard Lee. Howard and Lee. I um, am retired. And Howard says the Mountains to Sea Trail? Yeah, I created it. Kind of by accident. But we'll get to that part. My public service uh, started in 1969 when I was elected mayor of Chapel Hill. The first black mayor of Chapel Hill. He ran in part because realtors wouldn't sell him and his wife a house in a white neighborhood. So I went to the local city council, and they refused to pass an ordinance uh, opening up housing. And as as a result of that, I decided maybe I should run for mayor. And he won. Three times. And that was the beginning of the journey. But way before that, there was another incident. Something that would change the course of Howard Lee's life. It happened back when he was 15 and living in a small town in Georgia. Bathrooms were segregated, and I went to the colored bathroom, as it was called at that time. And it was so nasty, I refused to use it, so I went into the white men's bathroom. But then I really got adventurous, which probably was not smart, and went into the white women's bathroom to check it out. Uh, I was beaten up by a group of Klansmen. I got away, and uh, of course, uh, that also taught me a lesson, and I made two commitments. 
The first was that I would never leave the South because I felt this was my home and that I had every right to be here, but I had to fight for equality and opportunity. The second was never to be so bold as to not figure out or plan carefully the process and not just try to take the system head on, but find ways to work within the system in order to uh, achieve desired outcomes. So, in short, Howard Lee fights for what he believes in, but he also believes in doing things by the book, which makes what he did in 1977 pretty remarkable. By that time, he had a new position as North Carolina's Secretary of Natural Resources, and he gets an invitation to speak at the National Trails Conference, which is being held up at Lake Junaluska, this really scenic spot way up in the mountains. So Howard is preparing the speech, and this guy who works in the department, the guy in charge of trail development, comes to him and says, hey, I have an idea. So the young person who headed up that division asked if I would consider proposing that North Carolina should have a trail that ran from the mountains and ended at the sea, from the mountains to the sea. And so um, I, my staff are, are, are persuaded me to do that, and, and I did. Uh, I, figured, I, I thought that would just simply be a throwaway line in the speech. I would say it, people would hear it, and maybe it might plant some seed and everything would go away. Unfortunately, when I uh, uh, cited that line in my speech, the audience rose in unison and gave me a standing ovation for making that proposal. Do you remember what that line was? Basically, the line said, it's time for North Carolina to actually commit itself to developing a trail that will stretch across the state of North Carolina and that this trail someday could become the second most important trail to the Appalachian Trail or something along those lines. And that did it. That that, that got everybody up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> the problem is that no secretary should be making any major proposals without clearance through the governor's office. I had not cleared that through the governor's office. So as a result of that, I had to come back and explain to Governor Hunt uh, why I had made that and and what I thought the value of it would be. Luckily, Governor Hunt said that there would not be any state funds available to support this initiative. So he did approve it, and that's how the Mountains to the Sea Trail got, got started, just from that one line. Uh, in that speech. And now, Howard Lee, who had just done a very un-Howard Lee thing, has a new problem. How do you make a trail without any money? Well, one way is to go to the folks who run parks, national, state, and local parks, as well as the national forests, and say, you know, do you mind if we get some volunteers out there to build and fix up some of the trails across your land? And most of the time, the answer was, sure, knock yourself out. So within the first year, we were able to assemble approximately 400 acres of land that would be the original segment of the trail. At first, there was this energy. Sure, 
There was no budget, but agencies are working together. Volunteers are giving their time and effort. People are excited. And then it all just runs out of steam. In 1981, Howard Lee leaves state government, and the idea languishes throughout the 80s and 90s. But there are still people dedicated to the Mountains of Sea Trail. One of them is a guy named Alan DeHart. DeHart was a professor at Lewisburg College, north of Raleigh, where he taught history and psychology. He also founded a botanical garden there, along with a concert series. Also, he worked hard to make Lewisburg, and I am not making this up, the home of the International Whistlers Convention. But most of all, DeHart loved to hike. He wrote trail guidebooks for several states, including North Carolina. That clicking noise is the sound of DeHart's measuring wheel. He insisted on checking the distances of the trails himself. And then he'd go out and remeasure those distances again and again, even into his 80s. My cardiologist said to me one day, uh, what keeps uh, you healthy and young at 82 years old? I said, one is that I've taught 52 years as a professor in a college. If nothing more, it makes me feel young and I have to try to act young. And I said, the other is, I seem to have this obsession as to get out and walk a trail. In the 1970s, DeHart joined the State Trails Council. In the 1980s, he helped design and build new portions of the Mountains to Sea Trail. But by the mid-1990s, the state is ready to pull the plug on the MST. DeHart would say later that state leaders told him they would just keep the existing trail in place up in the mountains, but since it wouldn't ever actually reach the sea, they would just rename it something else. They wouldn't add new portions. There just wasn't enough interest. So to save the trail, to keep the dream alive, DeHart has to do something drastic, something big, and he has to do it quickly. And that's when he comes up with an idea, a big idea. Coming up, the story of a college professor, a llama wrangler, and a really long walk. That part of the story, when away message continues. This is Away Message. I'm Jeremy Markovich. So, the Mountains to Sea Trail was proposed in 1977, kind of by accident. But it wasn't until the late 1990s, 20 years later, when it really started to become what it is today, thanks to a guy named Alan DeHart. So to find out what he did, I called another guy named Alan. Good morning. Hey, Alan, how are you? Alan Householder. Um, where are you right now? I've had to drive about five miles from my house to near a cell phone tower. I'm in an area near Sevierville, Tennessee. Alan and I didn't exactly have the best cell phone signal because he's kind of in a remote area. And he's there because he has a job that I did not even know was a job. I am a llama wrangler. Lacant Lodge in the Great Smoky Mountain National Park. And I'll be doing my 19th season working with llamas this year. How did you get into llama wrangling? I worked for a sister lodge for Leconte Lodge, and they needed a, uh, the llama wrangler was retiring, and I thought it would be an interesting way to make a living hiking. Uh, I took the job because it involved hiking 40 miles a week, and I, I was attracted to that, but I had no knowledge of llamas. So um, 
that was a learning curve for sure. How how does one gain knowledge of llamas? Very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we went on and talked about llama wrangling for a bit, but the bigger thing is, Alan loves to hike. It's his life. He waited tables in the Asheville area during the 80s and 90s just because it gave him the flexibility to go out and do long hikes whenever he wanted. And in 1996, he is getting the itch to go on another big trip. Yeah, I just, the year before, I had finished the Pacific Crest Trail out west, Mexico to Canada. And uh, I told, I actually called Alan. I was I was real close with Alan the heart. And and I just threw that out to him about hiking the Mount Sea Trail as it was. He says, it's funny that you asked because I am proposing doing that next spring and I would love for you to join me. What was Alan the heart like? Alan was very passionate about the Mount Sea Trail. And he'd hiked all these trails he was particularly interested in the Mount Sea Trail because the concept, the idea of it collapsed after some initial excitement. And, and that was the whole purpose of our journey was to, to, to get that enthusiasm built back up. Again, the Mountain to Sea Trail was in danger of never actually making it to the sea. Now, back at this time in the mid-1990s, there is an official route, but... After the mountains, the vast majority of that route is along roadsides. In order for the MST to survive, DeHart knows that the trail has to get off of those roads and into the woods wherever possible. To do that, he needs support from both the state and the public. He needs to do something that gets some attention. Something that tells people what the Mountains of Sea Trail actually is. And it's then that he realizes, you know what I should do? I should walk the entire length of the trail and talk to as many people as I can along the way. And I know a guy who probably has the time to come with me. I remember when I got to Clemens Dome, I had to hike up to Newfound Gap because the road was closed, so I had to do an extra seven miles to start the trail. But when I got to the tower, there was, there was already um, visitors up there. They, they would drive up, and they were looking at me, and I had uh, a shirt on that said Mount Sea Trail. They go, what's that? I said, well, I'm getting ready to walk to the beach. In 1997, you're wearing a Mountains to Sea Trail t-shirt. Are people are like, what is that? I've never heard of that. Like, tell me more about this trail. On our trip, it was very important for him to promote the trail. So we were not only wearing big t-shirts that you could read from a, a car driving by, um, but also he was contacting newspaper uh, uh, you know, through all the various counties to, to promote the idea of what we, what we were up to and why we were doing it. We even went to the governor's office. Well, we, unfortunately, the governor was out that day. So, in 1997, what is the MST like? There was a lot of sections on the ground in western North Carolina uh, due to a lot of the work of volunteers with the Carolina Mountain Club. But there was a lot of missing segments as well. Um, everything north of Blowing Rock, there was not a trace of trail. But steadily, both Allens make their way across the state, and it takes them a little less than two months to do the whole thing, to walk across North Carolina. I started uh, April 18th and finished June 12th. 
I had fantastic weather. And on that day, both men stand on top of a sand dune at Jockey's Ridge State Park and become the first two men to hike the entirety of the Mountains to Sea Trail. It's just amazing. It really is. And I was I was real excited for Alan because it was a dream come true for him to completely walk this thing and to see it. And um, it was the beginning of a, it was the ending of one journey and the beginning of another. Alan DeHart founded the Friends of the Mountains to Sea Trail, which is the nonprofit that helps coordinate volunteers to build and maintain the trail. It also puts out guidebooks and has a website that's pretty much the holy grail for anyone who wants to go out and hike even a tiny portion of the MST. Alan DeHart was constantly measuring and planning and coordinating volunteers and building new sections of trail all the way up until his death in 2016. And since then, the trail has kept on growing. It keeps changing, keeps moving off the roads. Every year, an average of 15 new miles of trail are built. At one time, the MST was the obsession of only a few people. Now, a lot of people are obsessed. About oh, no, six, seven months ago, I was out hiking. Here's Howard Lee again. There was a feller out all himself who had tracked in a whole a cart full of lumber, and he was actually building a bridge alone across uh, a gorge uh, that because it had been washed out by uh, by floods, and so we find that often on the trail uh, that people are, are actually doing this on their own. So volunteers and grassroots initiatives are keeping it going. It, it's it's a movement. It is an absolute cult-type movement that's keeping this trail uh, afloat. Before the, the trail, before you proposed it, were you a hiker? No. No, I had not. I, I had not hiked. <laughs> um, and, and actually, I didn't start hiking um, until about uh, 15 years ago. Uh, I started to um, feel that I needed to get out and see what I had started and how it was coming along. I think you, you were at the Trails Conference or maybe the Friends of the Mountains of Sea Conference. And, um, yes. and you all got up and started singing Happy Trails. Um, yes. <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Like, uh, you know, because you were kind of leading that. Yeah. Um, you know, that was an um, impromptu thing I did when I finished my speech at Lake Vinaluska. Uh, I just, uh, that was always one of my favorite songs, uh, Gene Autry and so forth. And, and so at the end of the song, uh, I just broke out impromptuly, uh, with, without a plan and sung that song. And so it got attached to me. Happy trails to you until we meet again. It seemed appropriate at the time. And, um. And so when I did my speech in the last few years uh, at one of the conferences, uh, I was asked if I would, I would do that again, and I did lead the audience in that. Uh, I think it's quite appropriate. Now you have to do it. Now it's part of the yeah, act. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All together now. Happy so that's how the trail came to be. From a line on a speech, to a line on a map, to a real footpath across North Carolina. A path that's growing and changing and being used every single day. Each year, thousands of people hike some portion of the MST. But far fewer, only about 100 people, 
have ever done the entire thing. Because through hiking, the Mountains to Sea Trail is a much different story. And that is the story we're going to tell you this season. Good enough. So back to Erin Brennan, the hiker you met earlier. A few days after I talked with her in Southern Pines, she said goodbye to her dog. I guess I'm not getting a goodbye from you now when the peanut butter's out. Packed up her car, and she and her husband Jeff drove west. And when they got to their destination, I was there. What's going on? Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? See ya. It's good to see how it's driving. Pretty easy. As Erin got ready to step onto the trail and into the great unknown. You know, you get out of the car and the air is fresher and, you know, maybe even a little bit thinner and, and you're kind of like, yeah, I'm here. I'm ready to go. I'm ready to do this. And it wasn't just Aaron. Around the same time, two other people stepped onto the trail and headed east. This is Aaron and Lexi. We are at the trailhead about to head up to the Klingman's Dome overlook. <laughs> Lexi, how are you feeling? Excited. All of them had an idea of what they'd be in for. Beautiful views, bad weather, wildlife, sore feet. It'd be fun, exhausting, quiet, and in some parts, loud. And everybody had one simple goal, to make it to the end, to the ocean, to cross the finish line, 1,175 miles away. But in order to cross that finish line, in order to make it from the mountains to the sea, they all had to find something within themselves, something they didn't know they had. Because as we all found out, things did not go according to plan. Okay, it is uh, 12.17 in the morning and I am um, driving across the Alligator River and I should be in the Outer Banks in about uh, half an hour. Um, it's late, but um, I got a phone call uh, from Aaron so I am dropping out there to go see her. See what this is all about. Away Message is a production of Our State Magazine, celebrating North Carolina for more than 85 years. Head to OurState.com, click on subscribe, and use the promo code AWAY to get $5 off a year's subscription. It is our thank you for listening to the show. This episode was produced by me and James Mischkowski, and our intern is McKenna Smith. Special thanks this week to Jim Halsey, Kate Dixon, and Betsy Brown. Archival audio of Alan DeHart comes from the Our State television show on UNC-TV, you can watch that entire segment with Alan DeHart. It's all on our new website, ourstate.com slash podcast. And if you like the show, please 
give us a good rating or review and tell a friend. It really helps people find the show. I'm Jeremy Markovich, and we'll see you back here again in two weeks. Until then, happy trails. Happy trails.